Thanks for joining us for another six life tips from a brilliant woman. This is Grazia Life Advice. I'm Rhiannon Evans. And if you haven't already noticed, exciting news. We are now putting out episodes weekly, every single Friday. This time we have an Ivor Novello award-winning artist and one of the UK's most exciting musical talents. Hello there, I'm Laura Mvula. I am a creative musician and I'm really excited to share with you today. There's been much excitement about Laura's new album, Pink Noise. It's her first in six years. It's very much got some 80s influence, 80s soul, 80s funk, 80s pop. I know that when a, a lot of people have heard it, they just enjoyed the nostalgia. Coming up, how stress can follow success. Laura talks about following her earlier acclaimed and successful music. When it hit me that, okay, now you're going to follow it with something. Where's that going to come from now? Okay, you're tired. Okay, but (laughs) let's begin. And as always in the podcast, Laura shares the worst advice she's ever had. She says for her, it came at the end of a gig from an older guy. You will keep getting your heart broken so you can keep making incredible music. Oh, God. At the time, I thought he was onto something. Mm. There's so much in this chat, including advice that's been hard won over the last few years. So let's get started. Hi, Laura. How are you? I am great. Thank you, Rhiannon. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm glad. It's got a bit cooler recently, so I'm much happier. Are you in your kitchen, are you? I am in my... Well, actually, it's open plan. So, yes, technically, I'm in my kitchen, but right now I'm in the living room part of my kitchen. (laughs) Yeah, I've got a similar house, I understand. Right, can I just say we're here to talk to you because your new album, Pink Noise, is finally coming out. Um. I guess we could just start with the title. You've talked about what it means. Come on, tell us what pink noise means and also then how it's kind of reflected through the album. So I feel like I'm saying different things every time I'm asked what pink noise means. Sorry. I feel that isn't that's really not very good, is it? Um, today, <laughs> pink noise um, to me means optimism, vibrancy, loudness, undeniability. Mm-hmm. That might not be a word, but you know what I mean. I knew that this record of mine was going to be in a different direction to the first two. Mm-hmm. It's literally louder. Um, and that was important. And I felt like pink was always going to be in the title because mm-hmm. I think I've been obsessed with pink since I can remember. I I just have always enjoyed anything that's loud in colour and texture. Pink has a special place for me in my creative palette. And you've said, you've touched on it and we've heard it in your singles from the album so far, like Church Girl, Safe Passage and Got Me Too. I mean, it is a different sound to what we heard from you previously on your first two albums. But I like what you said previously, haven't you, about, you know, well, surely after five years, you would sound a bit different, right? Of course, But I think like a lot of things with me, I'm someone that loves change. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think I almost depend on change to feel safe. (laughs) I like changing my environment. I like 
changing my style of dress. And yeah, with with music, I love exploring different sound worlds. And so, yeah, it was always going to be someplace else musically, this third record. And for those of people who haven't heard the singles off the album so far, how would you best describe the sound of the album this time around? It's a must listen. It's music that you hear and you must listen to it. I would say that it's very much got some 80s influence, 80s soul, 80s funk, 80s pop. (laughs) So I know that when a, a lot of people have heard it, they've, like me, just enjoyed the nostalgia of of pink noise or the singles at least so far and um it's nice it's a nice feeling isn't it when you've got like good memories of a decade or a particular season in time it feels good to revisit that in the present moment um I'm definitely refreshed by it I love Mm. those big snare drums I love the gated reverbs the same way that I love oversized blazers with massive shoulder pads and yeah you know I was rocking my high top fade for a minute yeah it's joy as well isn't it like I know obviously the lyrics have got a lot more to go into but the the music on the surface at least is very joyful I I feel that what I've heard so far so yeah I think joy is something that at least in music I feel like I've been given a gift doesn't always translate to my everyday life. <laughs> but in music and in creativity, like joy is a really important part of what I try to embody and share. Fantastic. Now I'm going to move into your six pieces of advice, if that's okay. So could you tell us your first piece of best advice? The first piece of advice that came to mind was be kind to yourself. Um, and this is something that I think has become more relevant today for me personally than ever in my adult life. I used to run so far from words like meditation and mantras, ritual. Like if people asked me, oh, do you have a ritual before you go on stage? I used to get so, ask another question. (laughs) And I think in the last year or so, taking time and space to say things to myself that are pleasant and good and positive. I'm seeing the results, I'm feeling the results of changing the narrative Mm -hmm. for my life, my personal inner life, my emotional being. It's spreading to my mental health, physical, my ability to focus and be present in all the things that I want to do. And so for me, being kind to myself means taking moments to consider what I like, not trying to operate from a place of starvation. So whether that could be a phrase. Yeah, that can be from a physical or a mental place. Because mm. I think this idea that running on empty is some heroic form of, um, you know, 
doing life, I'm not sure is the thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I I try to top up my dopamine levels, and it, yeah. and that just requires checking in with myself. And you say you say that's been a lesson over the last year or so. What prompted that then? Was it you know traditional lockdown reasons, or was there anything else? I think lockdown mashed us all up, man. Mm. It was in in and and in some ways in in a good way i there are a few friends of mine who i consider them to be um people who traditionally don't say things like oh i'm struggling today or actually i don't know how i feel today or whatever but i think what lockdown seemed to birth in a few people that I know is the freedom to be exactly who you are in the moment and embrace whatever that is, which I think is a healthier way to live. Don't get me wrong. I'm not looking to stay in a lockdown for the rest of my life, but I <laughs> I appreciate how it's caused me to look more inwardly and uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're absolutely not alone in that. It's everywhere, isn't it? Um, tell me your second piece of advice. Uh, this comes from my mother. I put, keep your environment fresh and nice to look at. <laughs> okay. So this might start with like making your bed. Yeah. Or the routine of getting up in the morning and making your bed. Now, there were times in my life where the idea that somebody in my, as an adult would be coaching me on making my bed and I don't know doing my laundry or Mm. it could be the simplest silliest thing but I have noticed the difference my mum's right I used to think again that you know sometimes when I was making pink noise I would go days (laughs) maybe two two one or two days without washing without just staying in my pyjamas because I'm just at my laptop and my keyboard and my microphone. It's just, you know, mum's knocking on my door like, you need to eat. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. I'm just, I'm diving into this well of creativity and I can't be moved from it. Please don't distract me. And (laughs) and then she'd be like, go and have a bath and eat some (laughs) (laughs) eat some food and then I do it and it would completely change my the the feeling I had inside and it would you know it's a it's it's very basic psychology I think whatever tidy room tidy mind whatever it is so I I try to make my kitchen come living room come (laughs) everything lovely Everything has to be in its place. Thank you. It helps. Um, it helps to keep my thoughts ordered and spacious. Yeah, because it works the other way, doesn't it? We can all look at times in our lives when our mental health maybe wasn't as good and we think, yeah, the bed didn't get made those days. You know, <laughs> the hair didn't get washed. You know, it, it, quite often that kind of thing does manifest uh-huh. in your outside environment. So it's yeah, a good yeah, way yeah, to keep yeah, a check yeah. on yourself too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's... It's good to at least be aware 
you know, no, it's not practical to live in. I'm, I am not a neat freak. I want to identify as a neat freak, but it's not true. I, I can make an environment beautiful as you, you can imagine, but I'm also a slob. It's just the truth. But I think at least knowing that and being aware helps me. Okay, if I'm struggling a little bit in, you know, I feel under pressure with needing to meet this deadline. I don't feel like my I have space for my thoughts to develop. I don't have any ideas, new ideas. And rather than thinking that sitting in a room and staring at a screen or out of the window is going to change it, like maybe go and wash your face. Yeah. <laughs> Make the effort to wash up. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, and it does change things. It really does work. Yeah, and I think something achievable for us all. So great. Your third piece of advice, Laura. I put, um, it's good to ask for help. Yeah. This is a big one for me. I think the label of solo artist, I take quite literally sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I feel the pressure to hold everything myself. Gosh, I got quite teary just then. (laughs) Um, I'm learning baby steps that actually leaning on other people, leaning on family, friends, members of my team actually helps me thrive. So I'm, as a leader, I try to delegate where possible. And I try to keep engaging with the people that mean the most to me. I try not to do the thing of, oh, everyone knows that I'm very, very busy. So it's fine. I try Mm -hmm. to... Remember that as human beings, we need one another. We are communal beings, um, relational beings. I'm not saying that solitude isn't great. I'm not saying that it's, it's, some, it's necessary, I think, sometimes to enjoy personal space and long stretches of time alone. But I think certainly over this last period <laughs> for everybody globally, <laughs> we've understood on a completely different level the preciousness of connections with people and uh, treasuring them Mm -hmm. and nurturing them. You know, there's no sort of um, shame in saying, I need help with this. (laughs) What did it look like for you before you kind of learnt that lesson a bit more, you know, when you were taking the solo bit of solo artist, you know, as super seriously I mean did that look for you literally like down were you involved in organizing everything was it stressful Mm. for you well I think I just um I stopped talking (laughs) like I would spend more time just locked in a room I felt ashamed and embarrassed that perhaps you know I'd made a promise there's the business side of things there's literal contracts and then there's the personal uh, vow to me as my myself and to people around me as a creative musician where I you know I want to honor um the legacy of my parents and their investment you know they had three kids that were all they're all musicians all classically trained all playing in all kinds of ensembles right now and doing their own thing I got so caught up with 
needing to keep an appearance and not wanting wanting to be a burden. So I would just not say. If I was really finding it hard, I just mm. if someone asked how's it go how's how's the new music going? And I knew I had nothing, I'd say, Yeah, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. And inside I wanted to die, like I yeah wanted to collapse on people <laughs> like help me <laughs> yeah of course oftentimes if we don't learn to regularly lean upon other people there comes a point where you just crash it can happen and and for me there were a couple of moments where it was it was a collapse for me and it, it needn't have come to that I guess such high standards for yourself as well. You know, your first album and your second album being so critically acclaimed. Ivan Novello, you know, what else can you win above Ivan Novello? Yeah. I mean, that, you know, sometimes success is more terrifying than failure, yeah. right? Yeah, and I hadn't considered that. Mm. I mean, how do you consider that? When it hit me that, okay, now you're going to follow it yeah. with something. Where's that going to come from now? Mm. Okay, you're tired. Okay, but <laughs> let's let's begin. And and sitting there, staring at blank sheets of paper, literally for so for months, not knowing where to where to turn to for fear of you know everything that I fear being confirmed. Oh, I can't see. Everyone's going to see that. Actually, I, it was just two lucky two lucky albums. Whatever it is, whatever the narrative yeah. is that I'm obsessed with. A lot of pressure on yourself. Yeah. yeah. We'll be back with more from Laura after this. Hi, we're still here with Laura and Vula, and I'd love to hear your fourth piece of advice, please. Fourth piece of advice. I'm going to sound super hippie now, super artsy-fartsy. It is okay. stay close to nature. Okay, so this comes from my new I, I don't think it's a new obsession but I really love plants flowers I mean mm. who doesn't but I have sort of recently become way more committed to making sure that I look after my plants maybe like six months ago plants would enter my house and die within <laughs> like <laughs> and they'd be yeah. the most amazing plants you've ever seen and you know but this comes from I read a lot of um, Eckhart Tolle who mm-hmm. talks a lot about stillness and coming back to yourself. And one of the things he says a lot is um, allow nature to teach you stillness. Okay. And as someone who finds it quite difficult to be still, I've been vocal about my struggle with anxiety and panic attacks mm. in, the, in the past. Um, and that's an ongoing challenge for me. But I have found that with just... Um, surrounding myself either in my home with nature or just like it sounds really weird but sometimes I just sit and stare at my dog and watch my dog play. Doesn't sound weird no. (laughs) I love dogs yeah. (laughs) And there's something truly refreshing and peaceful and profoundly simple Mm. that speaks to my this I I'm, don't mean to sound overly philosophical, but it 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 speaks to the part of me sometimes that struggles with, oh my gosh, what is going on? Yeah. This world is so unsafe to live in, and ah. Yeah. 
there's something that I'm reminded um, of my humanity and that it's, I'm okay. I have all the tools I have. Look at my dog, Emmy. Watch her. She doesn't require anything. Mm -hmm. She's just like, food is great. Rain is great. Sunshine is great. My cat, not so great, but hey. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? I, I try to take time to like outside of home, whether it, you know, when we were traveling, but, you know, closer to home, like park walks with the dog, even just gazing up at the sky and the magnitude of the sky and the te- the colors of the sky and just being in those still moments, mm. I'm finding really centers me. And I have to say, like, this isn't age old for me. This is stuff that I think through lockdown, I've discovered right. afresh. Absolutely. Can I, Laura, I hope you're not insulted. I think we're around a similar age and I think it comes as like an age thing as well, right, with nature. Like me and some friends, I went to go visit a friend recently. We just walked around. We were looking at people's front gardens. I was like, what's happened here? Yes, yes. (laughs) It's so true. You are, that's not offensive at all. One of my closest friends, she became the community there's a garden in her community right. and she became like the i don't know the lead person of that committee yeah. <laughs> like she's the same age as me and she like tends to the garden like she can't come out sometimes because she's like oh, i've got to be at the garden in the morning <laughs> <laughs> and we're like oh my gosh what is happening it comes to but, us all yeah yeah it it comes doesn't it yeah absolutely mm. no i'm very much there for that piece of advice mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay please please share your fifth piece of advice with us fifth piece of advice is when it ceases to be fun it's okay to move on right it's uh, there's a couple of parts to this but the main part i was reminded when i signed to atlantic to make this album one of the first things that Bryony, who were of similar age, her and I, who's she's co-president mm-hmm. of Atlantic Records in UK, and she said to me, Law, you really need to start enjoying this now. Mm-hmm. This thing that is your that you spend you spend all your time, you've worked so hard for. It's time to have fun with it. Because let's face it, when things, and I'm, I don't mean to sound, again, like I'm oversimplifying things. And I don't, I don't mean that things need to be grand and glamorous in order for there to be some sense of joy in them. I think you can find fun and joy in even the everydayness of life. I think, I think it's to be uncovered. And, but I think you have to be aware because I think sometimes we can get caught up. I know I can. If I've got goals, small or big, I'm the kind of person that I'm just, I'm only ever thinking about the next moment. By the time I get there, the thing that I was going for was already gone. And it's like, Lord, like I didn't even savor it. I didn't, I missed it. I know that's slightly different to the whole, the moving on part, but the, the important part of that for me is, to keep checking in is this is this fun for me am I having a good time doing this and and it's okay to say actually that's not for me (laughs) and so yeah I'm really enjoying that at the moment I'm 
with the small things, the idea that one has to always be available mm. for everything and everyone. We live in a time, especially with social media, where it's about some kind of everlasting demand that we place on ourselves. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a sustainable way of, of living well, I don't think. You know, the other day I thought, you know what, I need to, I know we're in the middle of a campaign, but I need to take a break from Instagram because mm. it's not fun. Yeah, just stop. So, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna stop for a minute. Doesn't have to be forever. Just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna chill for a bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. In this modern world, we can te- be terrible at doing that. I just wonder when we get back to parties, are you gonna employ that? Are you gonna start doing French exits when you're ready to go? And <laughs> I've always been terrible at that. <laughs> not realizing it's not been fun for the last hour. I don't know <laughs> about you. Yeah, you see, I'm terrible at making my fast exits to things I'm hoping that when I get back into being the wannabe socialite that I am I'm hoping that I'm going to figure out a way of um learning to be present and engage with everyone and like I'm gonna figure it out it's gonna happen okay (laughs) good to know (laughs) we'll come back to you when you've learned that and um yeah 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 yeah. what's your final piece of good advice please Make your own path. Okay. This has to do with the fact that it kind of links to the the Instagram thing. We're also, you know, these social media platforms are designed to keep us engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, we're scrolling for hours and hours and hours. This is something that we're aware of and we know, and yet we're all still addicted. And it's just a whole thing. And certainly for me and my line of work, it doesn't always serve a, a good purpose so I end up a lot of the time focusing on everybody else like literally everyone else (laughs) apart from what I'm doing I I think this is a piece of advice that is the most is told to me the most as a reminder by people that I care about and I respect Um, Laura make your own path enjoy what you're doing this idea that um, I think we live in a time where it's not trendy to take your time necessarily with things and go at your own pace. Um, we make things very life and death, especially in certain industries. Mm. Everything can feel like if it doesn't happen now, it is the end. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you know, that can be in business and it can be in personal like right now I'm what 35 and single if you'd have asked me 10 years ago where I might be if I was 35 this wasn't this wasn't the plan yeah. this wasn't the vision but I'm on my own path yeah. and I'm going I'm taking my own time and I'm learning not to submit to the the societal pressures of these sort of ideals that we're so familiar with mm but actually have no bearing on your existence or mine. You know, there's no other Rhiannon. There's no other Laura. Like, this is it. So why not just be in your own story rather than being obsessed with, she did it that way, or, but she's got all that. And, you know, when when am I going to have, you know? And I know it's, I know it's the paradox of life. I, this is an ongoing thing daily Mm. it's a daily struggle but I'm learning these days to enjoy it more rather than it 
rather than have it as this big burden. I love my individuality. Mm-hmm. I love that that manifests in different ways. I love that I'm discovering music is doesn't define me, right. even though it's a massive part of my mm. life. There are other things to be discovered and to be enjoyed. And I believe that for everybody, for every woman particularly. Yeah, I absolutely love that. We always finish on a worst piece of advice mm-hmm. you've been given because that does sometimes mm-hmm. herald some truth too. Mm-hmm. Um, can you share yours with us, please? Yeah, I put it in bold red <laughs> in my notes. Yeah. Yeah, I did. It says, this happened to me. um, I don't know if this is significant that this was from a bloke Mm. in his 50s (laughs) at the end of a gig that I uh, performed a long time ago, but it stayed with me. And he said, darling, you will keep getting your heart broken so you can keep making incredible music. Oh, God. And I remember at the time... I thought he was onto something. Mm. Can you imagine? At the time I was like, oh, well, perhaps that's just the cost of... I used to think that if you experience something amazing over there, then it must be because something terrible over there. Like it's just this, there has to be some weird mm. equilibrium. I don't know where I learned that, but I think it's trollop. It's not true. Uh, music actually comes to me in all kinds of ways. And I don't limit myself to just the one way of finding some creative inspiration. Like, because quite frankly, that would be exhausting for me and boring for like (laughs) the listener. Imagine like Sing to the Moon for the 10th time. Like, (laughs) lots of people would love that, I'm sure. (laughs) Well, (laughs) maybe some people would like that, but you know what I mean? Like, I I understand the sentiment Mm -hmm. he was getting at. He was trying to speak to the honesty and the beauty and the brokenness of the music I was making at the time. And you always want more of a good thing, right? But that's not going to be my route. No. Well, it's a myth, isn't it? The myth of the tortured artist and, you know, right, and uh, right. the struggle and things like that. Whereas, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, people like Elton John will say, actually, that took me 10 minutes to write that song. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. music comes from yeah. different places, totally. Um, I, I'm enjoying being surprised by it, you know. Um, I'm enjoying being taken on this journey that I, I'm not the boss of it. I, I'm just learning. Just figuring it out as I go. Yeah, fantastic. So a pink noise is out on July second. So everyone gets July the second, my hands are in the air. <laughs> I am gonna go nuts yeah. on that day. It's gonna be awesome. Can't wait for everyone to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us, Laura. I've loved hearing your life advice. Thank you so much, Rhiannon. Thank you. It was so great to have Laura Mvula on Grazia Life Advice, yet another brilliant woman. Join us next Friday because we're joined by TV and radio host Anita Rani. And until then, our usual plea to please rate and review us in your podcast player and have a think which of your friends might like to try out Grazia Life Advice. Share or drop them a note and ask them to give us a try. I'm sure they'll thank you for it. And so will we. Bye for now. <laughs>